Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to talk about cleaning up your properties, make them look a little nicer. Is it worth it? Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this industry, this is it. This is the course you want to buy. Justin and I spent months doing consulting calls and helping people out before we ever put this course together. So what's that mean for you? Well, for one, because we've done so much consulting, we know where people get hung up and we've addressed those issues in this course. But also, you've got two experienced land investors who came together, took the best parts of each of their business and laid them out for you in an easy to follow video format. So if this excites you and you're thinking about getting into this industry, all you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab and get signed up. Cool. Happy Friday. Hey, what's up? None. I'm back. Feeling all like a golden god. Very nice. Looking tan. I don't know. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're sitting across from me, actually, sir. Uh, well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad it was a good trip. You're nice and refreshed and ready to rock and roll. Yep. We got a lot going on. Unless I didn't make it back, and this is going to be mm-hmm. a very somber episode for you. <laughs> yeah, well, the show must go on. Yeah. I was thinking about that, though. I, I'm actually going to have a corporate resolution done with your name on it in the event that something happens to me and Jessica while I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So you can make any decisions need to be made for my company. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'll I'll have that uh, actually filled out and it'll be at the house for you just in the event that something happens. Um, it'll be on the desk. Sweet. So transfer all cash flowing assets into my name (laughs) with certified death certificate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So there's going to be a catch there. All right. Yeah. But I, I was thinking about that since me and Jessica are going, I was like, shoot, what do I do in the event that the plane goes down flying over Cuba? It's so funny. Ever since I made the show explicit, you stopped cussing. I'm, Yeah, you made me try so hard for like eight no. months. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, hopefully that didn't ever happen. Not that it's something we have to deal with. So, But it, it it's good to have those things in place, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always good to be able to clean up stuff. Yeah. They, some people think it's, uh, what's the word? Morbid? Morbid, yeah, dirty, like, talk about that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's my mom and I have talks about their wills. Yeah. It's not something my dad would talk about. Yeah. Right. But you got to do it. Yeah. No, that's uh, when we did our first trip when we first had the twins, my in-laws were like, well, do you have a will? Where's it at? Can you get us a copy of it in the event? Because you're both there. So it's like, who takes care of the kids? Who's getting them? Where's money at? How's that done? And can you, can you get it all in? Because it can be a messy thing. And, you know, we see that a lot in land, in the land business, because a lot of times we're buying property that has some kind of messed up piece to it you know that there's a death or husband bought it wife didn't know about it and died and found it and we sent him a letter and Mm. so now we're we're here to deal with it so always good to be a little bit prepared i agree so today we're talking about cleaning up the property and i think you have a piece of land in particular that kind of brought this up right yeah a couple actually two pieces of land that came in so one of my one of my deals that came in is in east texas and i have a realtor out there he sold the lot right across the street and he sold it for let's say 40 grand um, I'm in it at like 15, five, uh, maybe 16 with closing costs and everything. So he, uh, goes out and looks at it and he's like, man, that it's, it's got a pond. That's a six acre pond or they call it a lake there, six acre lake that backs up. And this is on the deepest part, but he goes, 
the dam is in the shoreline is really bad looking. Like it has a bunch of trees on it. And there's about 200 foot of shoreline that has a bunch of trees that have kind of grown up and just, it could be cleaned up. And he's like, man, I think we're going to have problems selling that because I got a guy that'll probably come out. It'll probably cost you, you know, a couple hundred bucks. What do you think? So this guy goes out and quotes it for me. It was like $900. And I was like, well, do you spend the 900 bucks or you just roll the dice and mark down the price? And I guess that's where the show topic comes from. Like, what do you do? And what's the right thing to do? I think maybe personally, I think on a, a property like that where you're, essentially got 25,000 equity, right? Yeah. By 15, so 40. I think it's a no-brainer. What's yep. $900, really? And it'll make it a whole lot better looking. Yeah. So I actually, I kind of dealt with that on that one deal I did in Oklahoma that didn't go out so well. Mm-hmm. I didn't clean it up, but I when I first originally went and looked at it, mm-hmm. it had never been touched before. It was nasty. Mm-hmm. I go back several months later during this whole like quiet title process to show my dad, kind of show him what, what I had, and Someone had been out there and cleaned it up, mm-hmm. and it made a world of difference, right? Because yep. I was initially thinking, like, maybe sell this thing for fifty or sixty, but after seeing it cleaned up, mm-hmm. it was definitely a hundred thousand dollar property. Yep. And that, you know, for nine hundred dollars, someone come out and do something like that, increase the value on your sale side. Yeah, totally worth it. Yeah, increase the velocity, increase the thing, increase the the sell price. You know, that's that's a great question. And it came up to like from flipping houses, you know, corporately when I was corporate sponsored, I'd be moving all the time. So they do kind of a corporate sponsored flip. We knew that we were going to only be there for a year to two years. So we'd go in, we'd fix the house up a little bit. We knew we had a protection on the buy side and, you know, I always hear realtors always tell them, Hey, yeah, we've got the, we've got my make ready guy for landscaping. Even when we flipped houses here, you know, you send your make ready guy, he throws some fresh mulch, he trims the bushes, make sure everything's kind of clean and organized. And he usually charge you a couple hundred bucks. And it's like, well, is that needed? A lot of times it adds to the curb appeal to mm-hmm. it. Now, it's not something that we say, hey, go do this on every property. But if you have a property that's going to be a build-on lot that you know that an end user is actually going to build a house on, that's going to make their estate on, and it looks like it's just all overgrown, maybe something you look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always, we've typically preached like the great thing about land is you don't have to do anything to it. Yep. Right? But in this case, you have a realtor who's out there. He's managing it. He's got someone that's going to do it that he trusts. Mm-hmm. It's going to, there's a little bit of issue already that the realtor sees. Yeah. So just clean it up. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. And uh, I got another property in, it's in Tennessee that has, it's supposed to be this great build site on the side of a, like a kind of ravine. So it's 14 and a half acres, build sites about an acre and a half. And it's like, can you drive onto this build site? And does the build site actually look like someplace somebody would build a home? And the realtor is like, well, let's look at it a little bit closer because the, where you're supposed to drive off the road has a dirt pile on it. So people don't drive off there. So it's like, oh, now you can't even drive off the highway to get to it. So do I come out and put a brush hog out there on it, just kind of clean it up a little bit? It's cost me 500 bucks to have a guy with a bobcat or a skid steer come out there, clean the driveway so people can actually drive onto it, trim out or uh, clean up a spot where the house would actually go so they can visualize what it actually looks like. Because the guy says, if it's as good a build lot as we think, it's a $90,000 lot. If it's not, you know, it's you know a $25,000 lot. Mm-hmm. At 25, what what do you have? What are you buying? I think I'd be at 12. I'm at 12 in it, I think. I mean, even then, to spend 500 is nothing. Yeah. yeah. I, and so that's with the low-cost, high-impact add-ons. Now, we're not talking about go out and do a full development, bring in a, a tree crew, and yeah. cut all the underbrush for 25 acres. We're just saying, hey, clean up the little piece that really makes the impact for somebody. Yeah. And this is not an every-deal deal. This is not on an everyday deal for us, like a typical deal. But sometimes the opportunity kind of shows itself that you want to do that. Yeah. For me, I think the whole thing comes back to spread yeah you know would i go buy a five acre in colorado for whatever you're buying them for that i'm like you know so let's just say you spend a thousand to sell something for that's going to sell for three or four thousand no 
and then put a 500,000 into it? No, 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 absolutely not. But if you're going to buy something for 10, that's going to sell for 30 and you have to spend a thousand to clean it up. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely worth it. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it kind of goes back against some of the stuff that we've said though. And that's, that's the hard thing. A lot of people are going to say, Oh, they said we got to clean up every property that we have. And you know, when you get a professional, like a, a real estate agent or a land agent, that's really good in that area, knows what his buyers want. And he can convey that in a way and has his team in place. It's not like you're having to go find a GC or have to find this crew, this road crew. You're just putting in, you're putting the professionals to work for you. And that's kind of like why we talk about leveraging those type people, because they have buyers list, they have contractors, they have people in places in that area and they're local. Mm-hmm. They can manage it for you. Yeah. Yeah. What this shows episodes is definitely not is us changing our investment strategy to yep. where we're buying land fixing it up, clean it up and now reselling it. This is simply to say, if it needs it, because your expert in the area is telling you that we're going to be able to get more or we need to do this to sell it, mm-hmm. and you've got the spread, then that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I couldn't say it any better. All right, well. Have you tried guacamole pizza yet there, <laughs> Mr. Southie? You're still on this, huh? Uh-huh, because it doesn't drip. It doesn't get on your fingers. What happens when you fold the guacamole pizza like a taco and the grease rolls down? I don't know, man. I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> you haven't tried it yet still? No. So if you're just tuning in to what's going on, I had a client talk forever mm-hmm. about guacamole on pizza, and he called me back later that day after we'd already gotten off the phone, and he left a message, and then he left another message, uh-huh. and then he left another message. So over how many days has he called and talked to you about guacamole on a pizza? Well, it's, or so mentioned the word guacamole. So it's a four four calls over maybe a... Let's call it a 30-hour period. Four calls and 30 hours to talk to you about guacamole on a pizza. Yeah, and the, the first phone call was 55 minutes. Okay. The second one, since I haven't answered, because I know it's coming, uh-huh. it was a, a three-minute voicemail, a four-minute voicemail, and a just under a minute voicemail. Yeah. So did you take anything away from this? Yeah. What? <laughs> How to block his number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, figuring you're a Texas boy, you want to add a little uh, salsa to your guacamole <laughs> just to keep it a little bit more comfortable. A little spicy for you. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm going to keep the voicemail. So if anyone sees me and they want to hear it, because like I, I just really don't think it, any justice has been done to it until you hear it. I'm curious at how many people that listen to us have actually tried guacamole on, on the pizza. pizza. Yeah. Not avocado. Push. It's totally different. <laughs> don't even mess around with avocado. <laughs> yep. That's trash. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's what you do this weekend while you're out there on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube giving us a like you. Go out and you try some guacamole pizza. Guacamole pizza tacos. Yeah, I'll be able to report back to this guy. And so while you're doing all of that and enjoying your new pizza, you also go to iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, you like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show because we appreciate it. We love you, and we'll see you Monday. See you Monday, guys.